Hello and welcome to Culpix Radio, WCPX 66.6 on your intergalactic dial. With me, your host, Django Nudo. And I am the smut peddler from outer space. <laughs> smut from outer space, yep. that would be something. So um, we've got a uh, gala- galactic size, planet size, solar size. Uh, podcast for you today but before we get to that unfortunately we have a little bit of bad news um about a dear friend that we've lost yes it was a shock to the whole community of of cult and exploitation and genre cinema last week when michele de angelis uh dear friend from fanta festival in rome uh, passed away very very suddenly and everyone was really really shocked uh, he was the host when I, me and, and Christina Lindbergh were at the Fanta Festival in 2019, and he was such a great host. And as late as, uh, I think it was in June this year, um, I was interviewed live by him uh, during the uh, sort of online Fanta Festival about the uh, Swedish director, Calvin Floyd. And he did a great job in both asking the right questions and simultaneously translating to Italian great job and we have the fortune to have his um, documentary on cannibal holocaust on our cult picks we do and and our friend um, simone ciao simone, ciao simone uh, wrote a lovely tribute to him in facebook which really opened my eyes to everything mm. so much that he'd done because i didn't know him as well as you did but he was just such a driving force for all kinds of films and cinema and um you know just community of film lovers in italy so yeah. it's super and he was creative very, yeah and he was only was he 57 yeah, i mean 56 uh, years old 56 it's nothing. that's no age no so that was a so. sad story but we we will keep his memory alive for sure yeah definitely and yeah, if you haven't seen it already, it's one of our most popular films on Cold Pigs. Do check out Into the Jungle, The Making of Cannibal Holocaust. Yes, do. Um, so, yeah. So, unfortunately, starting off with um, something a little bit sad. But we do have uh, good news as well about things that are going to be happening in the next month in terms of on the cinema side. Yes, as we are not just a streaming platform, but we are a global community and we do love our cinemas. We are, as we have spoken a lot about, we are doing two series of films, one in Sweden and one in the UK during the fall. And coming up next is on Monday, October the 25th in Bio Aspen in Aspuden, Stockholm, Sweden, Earth, the galaxy. Um <laughs> is our sex education night with the original The Language of Love and more from The Language of Love from 69 and 1970, uh, which are both completely restored by the Swedish Film Institute. You can see everything in perfect, uh, sharp, <laughs> sharp image and sharp sound. But we also have a very, very uh, smart and educated lady introducing both films, and that's the scholar Maria Larsson from the south of Sweden, who will come all the way to Stockholm to talk about the films, put them into their historical context, and a little bit about why they were made at that specific time. 
but she she knows her stuff about this this uh, era she's been studying and releasing a lot of uh, books about it before and it is really a beautifully restored version i've only seen the blu-ray which is available from club super 8 but i think it's obviously going to be something to watch it on the big screen and this must be the first time it's been shown on the big screen well it is the first time in the restored uh format but so in addition to that we've got our next cult tuesday as well coming up so this tuesday past we had the screening of she freak in the uk and today uh, as we're recording this is actually the late night midnight screening at the screen on the green in islington um so um uh, hopefully some more people get a chance to see it then but in four weeks time uh we've got the next screening coming up which is going to be on tuesday november the 18th and it's going to be anita swedish nymphet with none other than Christina Lindbergh herself in person attending at the Everyman Broadgate Cinema in London and also uh, doing a second appearance at the uh, Everyman Screen on the Green in Islington on the Friday the same week. So a chance to meet Christina. Yeah, I don't know if she'll she'll pose for a photo. She's very polite about that, even with social distancing. It's her first, I think it's her first international appearance since 2019 well because of the pandemic yeah no that's true so this is um you know great chance to meet the hero and hard to believe you know it's been 50 years since the film was made yeah. so uh i'm sure she'll be taking questions as well and happy to talk to people about it and answer all those things we always wanted to know about stellan skoshgård and his huge crush on her so we've had some uh, varied topics in the past few weeks. Um, you know, everything from workouts to horrors to more. But this time we are taking off. And I think there's a piece of music to cue us up about what this week's theme topic for Cult Fix is going to be. Damn it! Smell it! Janet! You better wise up, Janet Weiss. You better wise up, build your thighs up. You better wise up. That was, of course, Richard O'Brien's Planet Schmanet Janet from the Rocky Horror Show. Yeah. Was that from the stage musical or from the That's film was from the version? movie. That was from the movie, yep. yes. And of course, which has been remade and covered numerous times since then, but definitely the original is the best. So why are we playing Rocky Horror Show? Well, it's because obviously it's a take on all those 50s sci-fi movies, but also um, the title of the song is Planet Schmanet Janet. And our theme of the week is basically films about other planets uh, often planets. using the word planet in the title it must have been very popular at, at one time planet yes forbidden planet all that um and it's it's a topical thing to have chosen for this week because as we choose these things and often we do them weeks in advance because we do we do actually plan it janet <laughs> exactly see what i did there no, that's um great. yeah awesome so 
and and then suddenly the topic comes up and what was the last time we had a jungle and that's when disney released jungle cruise mm. um but this time everybody's going planet crazy or rather trying to get off the planet crazy very much so yes it it, it so happened that when we went went to barcelona is it two weeks ago now Yes, um, two weeks. There was a big introduction and also a, um, a hello from space uh, on the on the stage uh, at this um, Cine Europe Expo from the actors slash um, astronauts shooting the first film in space ever, or feature film in space, I should say. Documentaries have been, but uh, they are in space and they are shooting a film which is called the challenge and yes. i don't i can't even believe the budget of such a such a project mm. no and it was um a um director and uh, actress who went up and apparently the plot is about a doctor sent up to save um cosmonauts on mm. the space station and i think the actual uh astronauts and cosmonauts on the international space station were extras um on this one so um but it's just interesting of course my my mind being of course naturally filthy i'm thought back to hang on wasn't there an attempt a few years ago to make the first porn movie in space well at at least in 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 zero gravity i know they they did you know they dive with the planes so people are Ah. actually floating in the air and they 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 did that and and did a, a few sex scenes in in floating in in space inside the oh, okay. aircraft yeah so Which i've is, heard yep it's, i, I would course. never watch anything you wouldn't like have that, actually watched it no, 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 that's right it's the famous um vomit comet <laughs> and um <laughs> it's, it's what it's a russian a ship so literally um it's a parabolic dives and and creates zero gravity effectively yeah, exactly. um there was also a okay go uh, did a music video, which is really good shot yeah. that way. So if you haven't seen I've that. I've seen you... that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it yeah. is cool. And then also but... la- last week on the 13th of October, the oldest actor or oldest man ever known uh, <laughs> was in space. <laughs> Not the oldest, oldest man in space. Oldest um, man in space, exactly. William Shatner, Captain Kirk, who's turned 90. Yeah, and we celebrated that here. That's right. He got to go to the edge of space mm. and for ten minutes. Yeah, for ten minutes, mm. and he came back waxing lyrically about actually seeing Earth from space and the importance of looking after our planet and mm. so on. So, you know, he has gone where plenty of men have gone before. You could say that. To- <laughs> Captain's log, twenty twenty. Captain's log. Captain's um, log 10 minutes later heading back down yeah and but to yeah, me and- it's super fun to watch that that spacecraft it to to me it looks just like the 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 the, the penis the phallic rocket ship in in flesh gordon the 1974 favorite <laughs> movie of mine <laughs> Well, and and this is it, isn't it? There's also a bit of it's a bit of a dick race, dick waving um, competition, especially between uh, Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who's the first billionaire in space? Yeah, of course. Bezos went up with his brother, and and, but Branson's isn't actually a rocket. I mean, that's you know a glider under a plane. Mm. So 
Um, no less futuristic, but no. yeah. And I think that Elon Musk wants to colonize Mars all on his own. Yes, I think he has an ambition uh, that he even wants to die on Mars. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. not yet. Yeah, yeah. I just um, read on a website, it, it takes about six months to travel to Mars. So that's not too bad. No, but I also read, and, and as we're sticking with the space and planet theme here, much more realistic uh, prospect and the films that we're going to talk about actually look at this um is that we could colonize venus quite easily Mm -hmm. now on the surface it is hellish it is 600 degrees Mm -hmm. and sulfuric acid rain but if you floated above the clouds you could actually in in like a zeppelin or or um you could actually be standing outside in a jacket with an oxygen mask and you'd be fine you know, as long as you get a little splash of, of, you know, acid up from the clouds sometimes. But no, literally, you could float above the clouds and just, just be outside. So A little sulfur and won't kill you. A little sulfur's <laughs> character building. But um, it's so much closer to get to Venus. You know, the sun's brighter. Mm. And so they're seriously talking now about colonizing the upper atmosphere of Venus, there even you if you can't actually land on there. How scientific we are. And so, so it's very a uh, very current issue. And then uh, googling this, I also found that we have a 50th anniversary and a 60th anniversary this year. Well, not this date exactly, but uh, in April in '61, Yuri Gagarin was the first man in space. Yes, he was. And uh, 50 years ago, uh, on the 2nd of December 1971, uh, was mm. the first spaceship to actually s- land safely on Mars. They had yes. something that crashed before that, but I, I don't really think that counts. Yeah, it's mysterious, all these Mars probes sort of crashing and not working. Mm. Uh. Heard about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you want conspiracy theories, there's one of my favorite is these two Italian amateur radiographer or radio enthusiasts who claim to have recorded uh, failed space launches prior to Yuri Gagarin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so they have Russian voices saying, you know, it's hot and burning up, you know, help me. David Bowie, Major Tom kind of comments. So. Again, I love space. I love space race, and this yeah. fascinates me, even if it's not true. I, I love the idea of them covering up these failed space launches because it would be so, so Soviet. Yeah, and then, of course, we, we just celebrated two years ago the, the anniversary of the moon landing, if, if you want to believe it or not. But yes, I, I am a believer, and I, I watched it on TV when I was nine years old. That, that, was, a, that was a small step for me. But I would say that uh, coming back to the theme of the week that uh, humans have always been interested in in space. Obviously, the cavemen were looking at what the hell was going on up there. But um, I mean, Jules Verne was very early with his novel, A Trip to the Moon in 1865. Uh, depicting uh, you know how how uh, he perceived a uh, moon landing and then of course the yes. pioneering filmmaker Georges Méliès made a film of it already in 1902 and i think it also had some moon men on it or some kind of aliens so that that's pretty yes. cool so then, always course, in film history there has been something but then in the 50s everything sort of exploded right well, and so much of it driven by the um, Cold War mm. and, you know, who's 
not ex-Nazi rocket scientists would do a better job of getting their people into space and onto the moon and probes to planets further beyond. Yeah. So, so shall we go straight into our first double bill of Voyage 2 planet films? Yes, and these are sort of almost in, in interchangeable. It's, it's very hard to distinguish them from each other. And for a very good reason, um, as we'll soon find out. So shall we begin by talking about, well, it, the films that we're talking about is Voyage to the Planet of Prehistoric Women and Voyage to the Prehistoric Planet. Mm. Easily confused, somewhat looking the same. And of course, because both were made from bits, it's kind of like a Frankenstein's monster. They were edited together and, and newly shot bits from a Soviet space film which Roger Corman, brilliant business mind that he is, um, stole and um, added a few new sequences shot by directors and local actors and added English dialogue to the Russian bits. And bang, you have not one but two brand new films done about two years apart. So the interesting... Uh, thing about Voyage to the Planet Prehistoric Women is uh, the director on the of the Englishy bits. Yeah, who was uh, not who it says on the credits, mm -hmm. but it was as typical with 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 uh, the Roger Corman Film Factory. All of these directors who started out in B movies and then became sort of art house favorites and uh, making classical movies. So this was. Uh, Edited and, and directed some parts of it by Peter Bogdanovich. Later, of course, known for films like The Last Picture Show, Paper Moon, lots of other films that are considered classics these days. Yeah, There you go. I think that's the closest he got to making a sci-fi film after that, Paper yeah. Moon. But yeah, and famously also um, inadvertently uh, famous because of his uh, late wife, uh, the Playboy model Dorothy Stratton, yeah, uh, of course, was brutally murdered by her ex-boyfriend, and whose story got turned into the film Star Eighty. That's right. Um, with one of the Hemingway sisters in the lead, I believe. Yep. And, uh, and Stratton was also in a sci-fi movie. She was. She was in a movie called Galaxina, which is a pretty cool movie. Mm, didn't know about it. Never heard of it. Yeah. So I have to check it out. Yep. But the, one of the prehistoric women in the Voyage to the Planet of prehistoric women, is none other than Mammy Van Doren, who, as correctly pointed out here, is the poor man's Marilyn Monroe, even Jane Mansfield. Yeah. Though I thought Jane Mansfield was the poor man's Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, so this is like a third <laughs> third degree. The super poor. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, she was, she um, was cool. And she had a very nice seashell bikini in yes. the film. In seashell fact, bikinis were so in vogue. Uh, on on that planet in those days, yeah. No, see her seashell. See, see, she sells seashells. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, you can never say that. So yeah, so check it out for uh, Mami Van Doren and the film Peter Bogdanovich would rather have us forget uh, that he had any hand in directing, editing, or making. So shall we play a little bit of the dialogue? Yeah. Make up Marama. Our sisters are calling. Wake up. Wake up, Nala. Our sisters are awake. They're hungry. You have slept enough. It is time to go into the sea. 
Now onto the other planet film. Same planet, same um, Russian uh, bits on the original film, but this one featuring um, a completely different cast, including in the lead none other than Basil Rathbone. Yeah. Best known from all the Sherlock Holmes films for you people who remember that there was a Holmes before Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Exactly. Yeah, and he did a couple of pretty cool horror movies as well back in the day. And um, the the lead leading lady is Faith Demurg, who um, has a, it's a long history about her that's really interested. She was uh, as a teenager she was discovered by Howard Hughes, and I think it was like thirty one years between them. So Whoa. she became his on and off mistress, and he schooled her into being a film movie star. And it ended because he had so many other affairs with other starlets. So that, that that was the end of that. Some of which were featured in last week's, or was the previous one, Do It With Debbie. Mm, right, yeah. And um, But she was, I mean, she was in a lot of Western films like that. But she also did some pretty cool genre films that we really liked, like This Island Earth, really cool film, uh, Cult of the Cobra. I have a wonderful poster of that one. And it came from beneath the sea. Yes. And this one was, uh, again, from the Roger Corman film factory, uh, Curtis Harrington, who went on to bigger things, including another film that we have on cold picks, which is Night Tide with Dennis Hopper. Yeah, about a mermaid. Yeah. That's a pretty cool one. So shall we listen a little? Yeah, shall we listen a little bit to the dialogue from this other version of the same Russian film? Lunar Station 7. This is Marcia Evans calling from Command Ship Vega. Marcia Evans calling from Command Ship Vega. Yes, Marcia, we read you. I need emergency instruction immediately. Professor Hoffman speaking. What is it, Evans? I have now lost contact with both parties on Venus. At last contact, Lockhart, Ferno, and Walters were being attacked in the air car over water by an unknown flying animal. They apparently have submerged. I'm afraid they may need my help. Shall I land? Listen carefully, Evans. It would be extremely... Lunar Station 7. Lunar Station 7, I can't hear you. Come in, please. Hello, Vega. I need your instructions. Come Come in, Vega. What is it? Why can't we get through? Just a moment, Doctor. I'm checking the power. Now, for those of you who are interested in what the original is like, that these two films were um, pillaged, uh, much of the footage and special effects from, you can now watch that on Culpix 2. It is Planeta Bur, uh, a 1962 Sovkolor science fiction film. Now, the Soviets did do, you know, quite a few cool uh, science fiction films, not just Stalker and so on. Yeah. But this is definitely one of them. And in some ways it is, you know, a better film than the two Roger Corman rehashes. Um, But of course it will look very, very familiar for anybody who's seen that footage for it. And it features all the key elements of spaceships heading to Venus, hit hit by an asteroid. They arrive there, pterodactyl creatures, robots, um, so, but it's worth, I think, checking out on its own and not wanting to spoil it, but, um, uh, the great British director, Alex Cox, um, did a terrific retrospective on Soviet science fiction films. And, um, 
he did he did say i'm going to quote him on this one he said that in its final minutes planet of storms takes an extraordinary turn i shall not spoil the secret but it's worth the wait so Ooh. definitely check it out yeah sounds exciting and uh, then you can go back and make it a trilogy if you want to watch all three of them or yeah. fast forward them. But um, yeah, we like to support the original cool. here. So yeah. check out Plant of Storms. Shall we listen to a bit of the music? Because the Soviets were very good at the music for their films. Now, having gone abroad in our intergalactic quest, um, we've got an Italian planet here as well. Yeah, what and it's a pretty late one. It's not a 50s one. No, but you wouldn't guess it from seeing this film because it, it is, I'm not ashamed to say this, one of the worst films probably on um, cold picks. Just not in terms of quality, just in terms of it's not a great film. <laughs> No. You can't pretend. The amazing thing is it was made in 1977. So a full, you know, almost a decade after 2001, A Space Odyssey came out. And it came out the same year. That's the original Star Wars Episode Four, yeah. came out. And it's it's like chalk and cheese, night and day difference in terms of, you know, cheap rubber sets, hammy dialogue. Um, it's It's a fun watch. Yeah, especially if you had a few glasses of Italian wine. Yeah. Did we but, mention the title? No, we didn't. Um, in English, Cosmos, War of the Planets, and in Italian... Anno Zero, Guerra Nello Spazio, which would mean did, Year Zero, War in Space, or something like that. Did you say that, waving your hands about an Italian style? I, I did, but you, you, unfortunately, we don't do this pod with image. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. And it, and so. I love the I love the description of some some uh, some critic said that it, uh, it's described it as having no plot, crummy effects, stilted acting. But but it, it has features one redeeming feature. An orgasmatron. Orgasmatron, which I'm sure they stole from Barbarella. But Probably. Hey. Yeah. Any film with an orgasmatron's got to be worth checking out just for that cuz there are far too few orgasmatron films in this world. I am the one orgasmatron, the outstretched grasping hand. My image is of agony. My servants rape the land. Obsequious and arrogant, clandestine and vain. Years of misery 
Now, coming back to the U.S. and American planet films, we have The Phantom Planet from 1961 about spacemen. Yeah, the storyline is very, very similar to what happens when I take a cold swim in the ocean. (laughs) The spacemen are shrunk by the planet's uh, exotic atmosphere. Yes, but but smart peddler, it's it's the whole spaceman that shrink, <laughs> okay. not just one part ah, of them. Okay, so. I get it. Okay, Sorry. yeah, um, it is yes, and um, it's got a um, very um, cameo uh, appearance by a fairly well-known figure who we also have in other films on cult picks, namely Richard Keel. Yeah, best known as Jaws in. Uh, in a couple of Bond movies with Roger Moore. Yeah, the steel-toothed one. Yeah, and the segue um, back, going back to the first prehistoric films, that is that uh, uh, Richard Keel also played a caveman, he, the lead in the film Ega, which we also have on Cult Picks. Also on Cult Picks, yeah. No, this one is a true genre classic. Yeah. So, um, And hey, well, although technically they're on an asteroid, not on a planet, so... There you I go, and they call the film Planet anyway. That's horrible. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's because they they think it's a you know planet yeah. signal uh, sent out uh, distress and leads them astray. So right, so not really. Shall we listen to a little bit of the dialogue from the film? Since the splitting of the atom only a few decades ago, and through his God-given genius of science, man at last has succeeded in penetrating further and further into the unknown vastness of space. The moon has become the launching base for advanced exploration. From this pivotal point, astronauts, at the risk of their lives, set out to conquer nature's mysterious forces. Yet many questions remained unanswered. What is his Earth in relation to the inconceivable number of other worlds? Is his speed truly the fastest, his achievements the greatest, Or is he a mere unimportant piece of driftwood floating in the vast ocean of the universe? That was a scene from The Phantom Planet, 1961, on Cult Picks. Now, we've got several science fiction-y, planet-y films, which you can all find under the this week's theme heading on Cult Picks, but we're not going to talk about them each because... Um, we'd probably bore you to tears and wanting to escape the planet. Um, but we could name check them quickly. Um, Zontar. The thing from, from Venus. Venus. Yeah. And then the two others we're really proud of because they are part of our, our important cooperations with, with cool companies and organizations. And one is, of course, the children's TV series from the early 60s called Masters of Venus. Yes. And the other is the cooperation we have with Vinegar Syndrome. And it's uh, basically a duo of films uh, from the uh, mid-80s. One is called Battle for the Lost Planet. And the sequel was Mutant War. Yep. yep. So that's an Both honorable are. mention of our other kind a of A very honorable film. mention to yeah. two great partners. But um, we do have two new films. Um, or new. <laughs> There's nothing new <laughs> on our news. side. But we've got newly added films yep. um, that we're going to be adding that are actually coming up tomorrow. So depending on how quickly we get this out. Um, but the first one is um, The Horrors of the Red Planet, but originally The Wizard of Mars. And this is actually a story that's patently ripped off from the um, 
wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yeah. There's even a Dorothy. There is a Dorothy. There's like space silver slippers. Mm. And they're on a golden road, not a yellow brick road, okay. to an ancient city. So, yeah, there's... It's it's yeah it's charming it's a charming little science fiction film, and um, what's interesting again this is a week of cross references on cult picks but the director and uh, writer of it David L Hewitt is of course the co-writer uh, of the uh, film which shall we reveal that it's coming out next week? Sure. It's Monsters Crash the Pajama Party. Ooh. Which we're going to have fun talking about next week. But yeah, because it's, it's our Halloween special. Halloween special for next week. Woo. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, if you're hungry for a Wizard of Oz in space version, and who wouldn't be, then The Wizard of Mars, a.k.a. Horus of the Red Planet, is your film. Shall we listen to a little interlude? Sadly, there are no songs as good as anything from the Wizard of Oz but yeah. let's take a listen we know you want to communicate with us but your language is foreign to us I only understand a part of what you say an evolution. What evolution? What manner of life are you? I see perplexity among you. As long as your minds are clouded with questions about our nature, we cannot determine your purpose upon our world. I am a composite being, a manifestation of the many minds that are the last inhabitants of this, the last city upon this world. That was The Wizard of Mars, and staying very much with Mars for our final film of this week, which is The Day Mars Invaded Earth. Wonderful title. Um, which has an alternative title. No, it's got an extended title. Space Raid 63. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and a great tagline, I think, which is, you know, they're coming for us or, you know. Um, but what's interesting about it is that it's a, it's a very small independent film, black and white, 1963. But it's shot in CinemaScope and it's presented in CinemaScope on cult picks. Mm. So I can't think of many other films of this type that were shot in CinemaScope. No, that's incredible that the independents were able to do it. Yeah, maybe they had some leftover footage from some big biblical epic or something yeah. that enabled them. But Got some film uh, stock cheap. Yeah, they did, because they kept everything else pretty much uh, cheap. It was shot at uh, Los Angeles, very famous uh, Greystone Mansion, and... Um, it's got one of the great, all-time great actresses, B-movie, independent actresses, Marie Windsor, yeah. uh, in it as well. And it's it's kind of a mashup of two of more famous science fiction films, obviously uh, The War of the Worlds and Don Siegel's classic, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So 
these are Martians uh, who are invading Earth by effectively duplicating a scientist and his family as an initial step towards invading Earth and stopping the space program. So they're really here to get Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Richard Branson. And they failed, unfortunately. They failed, you know, badly. Yeah. Maybe because when the film came out, it was uh, the bottom half of a double feature in the unlikely pairing of, maybe you read this already, but if not... Elvis Presley's Kissing Cousins. You're reading from the same Wikipedia page I do. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, it's also interesting that the, the reference to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is the the, the t- very typical Red Scare sci-fi movie, they're they're coming for us. And, and it's obviously about the Russians. So I, I guess they were tapping into that as well. Yeah. And, you know, that that's what's driving so much of the space thing, this competition. So, obviously, the original Cold War. Yeah. And, uh, and then, Soviet obviously, nuclear nuclear power or the nuclear bomb, uh, everything that had to do with atoms could also be connected with space, I guess. Yeah. In fact, I think that's one of our subgenres. And we may do maybe a future theme week about atomic yeah, everything. Yeah, definitely because it's a it's a fun subject and this sort of nuclear fear yeah permeated so and there are of lots the of films with glow-in-the-dark scientists yes <laughs> um but that pretty much concludes our interplanetary journey we've gone from space to asteroids to mars and venus yeah. i don't think we didn't venture any further out than that but of course um you know we're not doing badly if we can conquer um three planets or two planets and an asteroid without getting reconquered ourselves mm. by the martians or venusians yeah we'll see venusians. who who comes first if we we reach other planets or, or if others come to us and that could also be a theme week uh, about um, them coming to planet earth yeah and you know if any martians or venusians are listening to this you know Jeff Bezos, you'll find him in Washington, D.C. or Seattle. There you go. Perfect. That concludes it for this episode of Cult Picks Radio, WCPX 66.6 in space. 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 Sure.